I got a question for you. What's that? Are you recording? Yeah. Oh, cool. I got a question for you. At the end of Endgame, do you yeah. think it's going to be continuation, or do you reckon they're going to like reboot the universe, or do you reckon it's going to be like an alternate universe? Like what? What do you think Gen Four starting with Phase Four? I think after it, it's um, almost kind of like what DC started doing now, which is just unconnected stories set throughout time, space, what do you think? and reality. Because if you think about it at this point, they've made films about characters that you, you would never in a million years make films about characters mm-hmm. for and have made shit tons of money. And Marvel's kind of like, well, we've completed our crazy experiment. I I thought you were talking about Marvel there. I was going to say, yeah, like Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, that's what, yeah, that's what I mean. Oh, okay. I mean, like, they did Guardians, they did Ant-Man, they did, like, yeah. even Thor was like, Thor wouldn't work. It's too out there. But they did it, it succeeded, and now it's like, they can just do whatever. And They got the magic juice. Yeah. So you reckon after Endgame, the film's just going to be unconnected, There'll probably be loose stories. stuff, but I think this kind of Avengers storyline that's been running from Iron Man now through to Endgame... That'll come to an end, and then it'll just be... Yeah, I mean, that has let's, to. Let's go to this part of the galaxy and explore these weird characters, or let's go to this point in time and explore this character. Mm, okay. or stuff See, like I reckon that. they're going to go for a... I think they might go for a universe reset. I mean... I mean, if you look at the comics, comics constantly rewrite time yeah. and space and all sorts, and alternate histories and alternate versions of these characters because the MCU is a is part of the multiverse in Marvel, you know? Yeah. So I think they're going to go with a Bosch. Uh this starts off with Spider-Man. He's now I don't know, something's wrong with him. I mean, kid. they could just do like made a deal with the devil. What uh, the comic books also do which is just like uh split dimension type stuff where it's yeah. like here's multiverse. The, so we've this we might be the Stark dimension because he's the most well-known and popular character from that. So, like, this is the Stark one. And now we're going over to this dimension and we're going to fuck around with uh, Tony Stark that's actually a female and a lesbian. And that's what this to- Iron Man is in this. Uh, um, well, they've done loads. They, they, they got, you got Jane yeah. Foster as Thor. The new yeah. Iron Man is Riri. They could do... Um, oh, what's when the, the Thor that's like a horse... Man, what? Uh, Thor's no. Thor's. He's got like a. <laughs> <laughs> they did Throg. That was Thor. A little frog picks up a tiny piece of Mjolnir, and now he's Throg. I, I would watch nine movies of that. I would watch nine movies of Throg. <laughs> like what? What? What is his bad guys? <laughs> Flies that have got really big. <laughs> like a real big fly. I don't think that's a bad oh, guy no, that it's a, we need to it's worry a about. Lorries that could just flatten him when you're trying to cross the road. It's actually just a large boiled pot. And <laughs> Throg gets in it at one point and goes, I think I might be getting hot. But by that point, it's too late. <laughs> it's a French man chasing him with a baguette. I want your legs. <laughs> that wasn't a French accent. <laughs> that was Italian is what that was. I, I want your legs, Throg. I, w- I want your legs to put on the pizza pie. I am a Frenchy man. I am a Frenchy man. Who make the pizza pie? It's me, Mario. <laughs> From a France. <laughs> good job. Good job. You broke accents. I'm so good at accents. Should, should we get cracking on that? Yeah. That's, I mean, that's a good place to... St- 
French uh, French Mario in the MCU. <laughs> <laughs> we have to call the episode that now. Do we? I don't think we do. <laughs> I think we do. Okay. All right. When you see this episode and it isn't titled that, no, it's because... <laughs> Right, let's get cracking. I don't know, because of me. It's meandering movies. It's meandering movies. It's meandering movies. So won't you lend an ear? <laughs> Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Meandering Movie Podcast, where we talk about movies and pretty much everything else that comes to our heads. I'm Hola! Gary. <laughs> I'm Gary Copeland, your main host. And my co-host is... And I'm the wormhole maker, Gavin. Also, I feel really bad. I'm not the main host. You're not my co-host. We are co-hosts. Yeah, we are both co-hosts. I know. But I don't even know what you're about that one. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. What's that supposed to mean? (laughs) And we have on third mic, chiming in occasionally... Just to belittle me, apparently. Just a little Gav. An introduction from... Say your name, please. Audio boy. Just say your name. What up? <laughs> Yay! <laughs> and that makes up the team. Um, today's episode, we are, I think we're like, what, four, 14 days away from Endgame? As of recording this, yes. As of recording this, we're about 14 days away, which means we've got, I think we're gonna, I think the plan is, to, we're doing three Marvel episodes. So if, you're, if you love Marvel, you're I mean, this is the time treat. to capitalize. Oh, yeah. Because it's... The biggest movie event of the year. So why not just fucking capitalize on those hashtags, baby? Social Hashtag media. Marvel. If we do it in the... It doesn't work in the podcast, right? Hashtag Marvel. No, no. Well, we'll soon find out. <laughs> you got to throw up the sign as well. you got to go like... Hashtag Marvel. There we go. Throw in the sign up. There we go. So the burning question on everyone's lips is... <laughs> will we get a Throg sequel? Will we get a Throg No. Will... Will Ant-Man crawl inside Thanos' butt? Really? Yay. We're doing this? Yay this or is... nay? Let's get it out of the way, because that's all anyone's tuning in for. So, yay or nay, is that how they're beating Thanos? No. Philip? I think they're going to talk about it in the <laughs> film. It, there's going to be like a little a side joke about it's it. It's too big now. Yeah. It's too... What? Thanos' anus, or the... Well, it will be after I know. <laughs> Stretch that bad boy out with a wee Ant-Man butt plug. Sorry. For anyone that doesn't know what we're talking about, currently on the uh, on the Marvel internet places, boards... I mean, at um, this point, Disney probably owns the internet, let's be honest. At this point. Yeah, it, people seem to be pretty set on Ant-Man getting, well, really, really little, flying up Thanos' butt, and then getting real big. And that's how the Avengers are going to win, the final... There fight. is... If not currently, there will at one point be a porn production in which Ant Man uh, I mean, goes up the butt. Fan, <laughs> fan films that are already out there. They're already going. There's probably some Rule 34 out there. Yeah. Honestly, I'd be okay if they finished the film that way. I think I'd. I think yeah, I, but that's because. It would give me the same reaction that Infinity War did. I'd just be sat in with my mouth agape in the cinema going. I can't believe it finished like that. <laughs> and it's, it's the same. It's, Captain America has the same finishing line of just like, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Ant Man's just wiping bits of Thanos off of him, like, oh, God, poop and purple. Everywhere. <laughs> Mr. Stark, like I don't feel great so good. for some reason. <laughs> I didn't even see Thanos eat carrots last film. <laughs> what happened? No wonder his vision was so good. <laughs> um, 
so yeah, so that that could be the way Endgame finishes. And so yeah, that's Doubtful. the end of the podcast, everyone. So thanks for tuning <laughs> that's, in. That's why that's we did it. Um, yeah, I doubt it. I doubt it. I'm th- I'm pretty sure my very quickly because we've got to we're not. This isn't what the episode's about. No, oh, very. It's quickly. almost like we're meandering around the topic. <laughs> we're, no, we're on topic. We're just not on the right topic. Yeah, I think I can't decide which one of them's dying between Cap and Iron Man. One of them's going. I don't think both of them will. I'm gonna say that it's Cap. So because I'm, I think I'm in agreement with you because I'm I'm fully at the because I think with how many films Sebastian Stan who plays Winter Soldier is contracted for that they want him to take over the mantle of Captain America, which he does in the comic books. I agree, but so I'm kind of torn. So I think on paper it makes more sense for Iron Man to die sacrificing himself but then they've also made iron man sacrifice himself for the avengers countless times and it's almost a cliche in itself now also i think of uh iron man at this point is he's going to become almost like what nick fury was for the lead up to the first avengers whereas like he was the connecting point that kind of brings everything together so i think he's gonna however this universe continues after endgame i think tony stark won't be Iron Man anymore, but he'll still be the still be in there. the focal point that kind of connects the worlds or dimensions. Yeah, or whatever. I get that. I I I'm torn. I think I think Cap might be the one that kicks. Uh, no, I think Iron Man might be the one that kicks it. I think I, like my brain keeps saying that, but I, he can't sacrifice himself because if he sacrifices himself, it's almost a joke of itself now. But then I don't know if Cap does it to to give it to Bucky. Like Disney are playing against the fans. They're trying to not do anything the fans guess in advance. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anything that's a main theory, anything that all the fans go, this is what's going to happen. If Even if that is what was going to happen, I think Disney are changing it as they go. I mean, there's... Uh, because they, they, wanna, they want this to be so subversive, and they want us to be like, ah, none of you got it. That- <laughs> Let's hope it's not as uh, subversive <laughs> as the fucking Last Jedi. Because oh, then it's just... Just different. Rip it up. Rip up the rule Just a mess. You I mean, that. there's a scene in the trailer, which I won't say what it is because I know you Don't, haven't watched it, yeah. but I ended up seeing it because I was at the cinema. And by the way... It's Ant-Man uh, like crawling in between cr- some like denim. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact that Thanos is wearing denim more than anything. I mean, <laughs> oh, he's retired. He's got his dad <laughs> jeans on. No, he's farming. No, he's, he's farming. Got denim. So he's, he's got some uh, overalls on because he's farming. <laughs> Dungarees. Dungarees. And, and one of those straw hats. I can't remember what I was going to say now. There was a scene in... There was a scene yeah, in the trailer. Scene, the trailer. Thank you, You don't want to talk about... He's the only person who listens about. to this podcast. And there's a scene in the trailer, I won't say what it is, but... and w- oh, Yeah, that's it. This trailer, by the way, gives fuck all away, which is great. It's your actual... It's their I've f- heard this, but I still am just... Fuck all... Because I just sat there watching and being like, I shouldn't be watching this, and then it finished. I went, oh, well, that didn't that's tell okay. me anything, and it still yeah. got me hyped. But there's one scene where it's a, a group of characters walking, and I'm like, that scene... I think that's a lie. That scene. Yeah. I don't think that's going to be in the tra- in the film. And if it is, the characters that it's showing in that scene, I don't think they're in that scene actually. I'm buzzing. I'm honestly so excited. Because done. I mean, the two most perfect examples of that are both Age of Ultron and Infinity War. Yeah. Where in Age of Ultron, that when they had that big climactic, like, they, they edited out the hero vision, shot. They edited out Scarlet Witch. Yeah, helping and them. Quicksilver and stuff like that. Yeah. And then for Infinity War, they had that heroic scene of all the characters running towards the screen they also had um the infinity gauntlet with a with like stones missing yeah and then when you watch it you go oh christ he's got all of them they are oh shit just <laughs> masters at just trolling us but it's good trolls it is good trolls it is good trolls um 
And yeah, yeah, we I, we talked about it. Kind of trailers are a bastard previously, so we won't go too far down that. But yeah, I, I I'm too close to it without seeing anything. So I now just need to. I mean, the spoilers now. I'm avoiding a bloody Game of Thrones. Yeah, just everywhere. I still haven't seen it, and I'm just like I anytime I go onto Reddit, I'm just like just wincing as I look. Is it? Did like, Reddit spit you up a? Who do you want to be on the Iron Throne thing? Yeah. Who did you go for? Oh, I didn't do it. Why? Because <sighs> I'm just... Because well, I hate fun and no. I don't want to do anything that everyone's no, doing. Because... Rah, 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 rah. No, because I had other things I wanted to look at. It's been... A... It won't leave. It, well, it didn't leave the top of my Reddit. There's it was just, just stuck there. I just X'd out and I've was not it? seen it again oh, since. Okay, well, I didn't see that. I, I just ignored it four times and then went, fine! So, we have, separately... And neither of us know what the other one. Oh, I'm. So- oh, boy, did you do okay. a list as well, or? No, I've not seen them all, so therefore. Oh, yeah, that's like a point. Yeah. <laughs> so we both have a list. There are, there are 21 films now. Yeah, because I think during the Captain Marvel episode, which or we reviewed it, we were both like, "Oh, we should rank we should all the films." And we've and done it. Talk about it. So we've gone about done that. I spent way too much time in it. I feel How like. How long I, did it take you? I'm, I, I want to say a couple of days. A couple of. Because are you meant? I wrote. I wrote <laughs> But here's how it happened: is I've got a very busy life. I'm out doing all sorts of stuff, uh, so I wrote the list, and then I went away and I did stuff, mold o- mold it over, and then I came back I to it and I went, mm, no, 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 I want to, I want to swap a couple of around, and then went, a, went Don't about like where I put Cap One, went about my life, and then came back to it and I went, mm, I'm gonna swap just a wee bit more, and just kind of, so I rejiggered it a couple of times. Oh, okay, cool. Couple of times. But That's what nice. I mean by days, I mean I would sit there for like two minutes, do it, and then for the next. 23 hours and 58 minutes, I wouldn't touch it. But you'd think about it. Every so often. So, I'd say 30 minutes before this episode started, <laughs> I busted open Wikipedia, wrote out all the films, and then I just put them in three categories, bad, good, great. So, so what my, we're I mean, learning here. And then, and then I went, I'm going to have to list these out properly, otherwise Gavin's going to shout at me, so I'm, I'm going to have to put them into order. I'm not going to shout then at Then I spent you. another five minutes doing that. But all in all, I dedicated i'm gonna put eight minutes of my time to this so to sum- i'm super happy with to summarize <laughs> to summarize my commitment uh and time that i put into these episodes is a lot more than yours no i just think i'm more decisive i think as a human being i can sit down and look at something and go i'm doing it like that and i'm happy you love a you good, spend... you love the good bosh that's what you like bosh done. bosh done whereas you go bosh oh no wait maybe i pre-boshed i boshed too early i'll, I'll come back to that after i, have I a mean little think about it on the toilet when it comes to like end of year when i'm doing like the best films of the year list type of thing oh, it takes me like a couple of months just to get that sorted out just <laughs> like i pretty much just whatever you say is your best film go against that and then think Shrek of too every year think of the most annoying thing to say and then i'll say that and then just watch you boil you've not even seen a prayer before dawn have you no. That was my favourite film of last year. Do you remember that that was my favourite film from last yeah, year? Yeah, the one about the boxer who goes to Thai prison and then uh, sucks to... dick. No, he doesn't suck dick. That's what you told he me. He beats dick. <laughs> <laughs> cool. <laughs> right, so should we start at the top or the bottom? Uh, I think... Oh, I don't know. So, I, in fact, in here's my, a fun original. idea. Here's what I'm going to do. Tell me your number nine right now. No, well, the number nine's a bad number. Look, I'm going to say this. Okay. In my original breakdown of bad, good, great, yeah. there was one film in bad, one film under the bad heading, which I mean, is now my my solid number twenty one. 
I could put at least three, maybe four in bad, but okay. I have one. I have one in... I, got, I know what I've it now, is. I also, so I've we're going to start at the bottom. I'm going to start at the bottom, but I've also now broken my list into bad, medium, good, great, and epic. Jesus Christ. So I've got five, and they're all, and it's numbered. So bad, numero 21, bottom of the shit pile. Can I guess? Because I know you You said, know what it is. I know what it is. Thor. Can I guess? You can go. I think I just said it. What, yeah. the first Thor? No. Thor 2. Thor 2. Piece of shit. Bad movie. Felt like a Doctor Who episode. Just a bit naff. Liam Neeson's character was pointless. Liam Neeson wasn't in the film. No, Chris Reckleston. Yes. Uh, the other... Liam Neeson has nothing to do with Doctor Who. Chris <laughs> the, Reckleston. The other 50-something-year-old... He played, year what, old ninth Doctor? UK bloke. They, I mean, that's an easy mistake to make. No, it isn't. They're two completely different human beings from two mm. different parts of uh, the UK. They are both people from the UK that have accents. That could wear a leather jacket and play a dad in a, in anything. I don't know if Chris Reckon's played a dad in anything. He played Jesus. Remember that show? Remember that TV? It was like a two-part series. He mm. came back as Jesus, but like modern day. And then a woman makes some spaghetti, puts a bunch of rat poison in it. And then he's like, I'm going to eat this. And she's like, oh, Jesus. And he's like, I am Jesus. And he eats the rat poison, dies. Anyone remember this? Nope. <laughs> nope, but I want to watch it. <laughs> now that I'm saying you? it, and you're looking After at me, that, you want to yeah. watch it. Okay. You're both looking at me like this. I feel like I maybe so, this I was a watch fever someone dream. eat spaghetti furiously. <laughs> there is a show. I've seen a show though where someone's obsessed with spaghetti and eat a lot of spaghetti, but I can't remember what the show is. <laughs> is it the movie Elf? It, no. Are you sure it's spaghetti not Elf? No, because I remember. Syrup. Oh, it was mashed potato. It wasn't spaghetti. Uh, oh, uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. No, I'm talking about a TV show where it's like a wee puppet and it's oh, obsessed mash. with. This is what it no, that no, that <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> you were talking about Hawkeye no, is entirely made of potato. Are you talking about the um the, the adverts with the marshmallows? No, it was. A are you talking about that scene in Brooklyn Nine Nine? Please stop shouting at me over. A, it was a kids' TV show where it was a puppet and it liked a powdery mash, and it would devour it. Oh, I actually know exactly what you were talking about. What I, is it? With Bodger and Badger. Yes. Bah, 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 yeah, bah, bah. That's, yeah. yeah. Mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes. <laughs> you always like landed it on the guy's face. Yeah. Thor 2 is a shit film. <laughs> I'm bringing this back. And it's a it's a hard smash back to what we were talking about. Because wow. that was going... <laughs> Real off fucking topic. Thor so 2. Here's what I want to say to you. Because you've 21. said this to me before. I have which a question. Is, oh, okay. I'll stop talking then. Because apparently I'm just going to be fucking interrupted for the rest of my life. Um, I was out yesterday in a bar, <laughs> brag about it, and for like a good hour, hour and a bit, uh, Thor: The Dark World was on the television, and I was watching it intermittently. At no point did Christopher Eccleston ever appear. He's the dark elf yeah, character. He's the bad guy, Malekith. He's on all really. The, he's on all Guess the makeup. His face. Oh, never mind that. He's in it. Okay. Suck on. Yeah, another example of Marvel hiring an actor who's a decent actor, and then just giving him a villain that has nothing to do. Yeah. It, it, like he, Chris Ferguson is massively underused. Best bit of Thor two, however, is the Thor and Loki's plan with the hand cut off scene. Yeah, the <clears throat> also the scene stuff. when uh, Thor goes to Loki to be like, "Hey, uh, yeah, Ma died." The, and Thor, the Thor and Loki stuff in Thor two great. is is the good stuff. Other than that, that's still bottom of fun list. fact. Uh, Shazam's own Zachary Levi is in that film. Oh yeah, playing one of the one, one of the. the Friends three. Irons I I was I bleh, Thor's henchman. I don't know what happened there, but the words just fell I think out. You're of my trying mouth. to say Aryan. It sounded like you're saying it. <laughs> I was trying to say iron. I don't know why I was trying to say iron, but I meant to say Aryan Thor. Iron Man. Uh, yeah, interestingly. As Guardian, uh, is that the word you were looking for? As Guardian. No, I was just trying to I was just trying to say Thor's guys. Uh yeah. 
uh, you say this to me a lot, mm-hmm. which is uh, when I shit on a film and say, oh, that's like a really awful, bad film. But in reality, it's not that. So is this the case with Thor The Dark World where, yes, you say it's bad, but is it? I would, I would, I would honestly go as far to say that Thor Two, it verges on being a bad movie. It ver- like verges or is? Well, it's a Marvel film, and they've all got like again they, we just talked about. It, they've all got things that kind of hawk them back from the from the verge of being shit. Yeah. So although it's not my favorite, and I would class it as just about being bad, it's probably it is still watchable. The, th- the problem I have with Thor: The Dark World is. Uh, God, this is going to be a long episode if we're only on Thor The Dark World. But uh, is it doesn't... Literally, that movie exists to set up the Space Stone. Is it the Space Stone? Yes. No, and, reality. No, the, sorry. The Aether. The entire movie exists to set up the reality stone, and it has no consequence for Thor other than the death of his mother. Yeah. And that's it. And, and some throwaway Oh, yes, Loki takes over shield. Asgard, but then Thor of Ragnarok just immediately just... It's just a joke. It's just a joke in Thor, yeah. Ragnarok. Yeah, it's just a bit. So, what is your bottom of the pile? My bottom. Film. I think I know. I, I think actually, I know what yours is as well. Look, do you want to? Do you want to guess? Or this is going back to when you were speaking about the worst films of something, something, okay. and you said Ant Man and the Wasp is one of the worst piles of shit you've ever seen. Okay, and what's, your, what's your guess? My guess is Captain Marvel because, as we all know, Gavin hates women. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't keep that in. <laughs> well, thankfully, one of you is correct. And it's audio it's boy. Marvel. It's Captain Marvel. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, the worst, or my least favourite Marvel movie of all time, ranked number 21, is Ant-Man and the Wasp. Because it's co-led by a woman. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Um, no, because, uh, what's her name? Uh, what's the actress? Evangeline, Evangeline Lilly. Evangeline Lilly is, does things in that film. Her character is of use. Why she isn't the character yeah. that's in Avengers Endgame is bewildering to me because in Maybe this she film... will be. Because in this film, in Ant-Man and the Wasp, Ant-Man is fucking worthless. He doesn't contribute anything. Yeah. I, I have nothing and to that add film, to that. You are that right. That film is, again, much like Thor of Dark World, just exists to set up the uh, reality stuff that's going to be used I, in Endgame. I feel like... Ant Man and the Wasp. So the thing is, Ant Man and the Wasp for me, it's not. It's does, a, little bit, a little bit higher. Where does it fall for you? And um, I put it at sixteen. Se- no, sorry, 16. Seven, seventeen. Okay, I was like, seventeen, seventeen. So I've got them two the wrong way around. Seventeen. So it's a little bit higher, but it's still that's pretty low. Like for me, like I like, I continue to say even a bad. I don't know why I said bad. So weird. Even a bad Marvel movie is good. Because yep. there's still something entertaining with it. Ant-Man and the Wasp is the only one that has nothing redeemable about it for me. I so, sat there, I was so bored, mm-hmm. I left the cinema and I went, wow, that's the first dud I think Marvel's it's, ever It's made. a weird one. I See, I wouldn't say it's a, I, see, it's a weird one. So it's, it's a, lot, a bit higher for me at 17. So that's what, one, two, three, that's four films ahead. Um... And like I put it in my good thing, like, and I didn't, I didn't hate it anywhere near as much as you. But I think that's because I really enjoyed the Wasp stuff, and I want Wasp to be a bigger character. And I agree that she's yeah. looks like she's going to be underutilized, if not utilized at all, in Endgame, which is going to be. I think she will. I, think I hope when she will. Ant, when Ant Man goes up Thanos's butt uh, crack behind, they might go for a pincer. Yeah, dick oh, butt. Uh, do yeah. I, 
I'll do an Eiffel Tower and a high five. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's a sex joke, guys. That's a sex joke. But yeah, I, I actually, I do enjoy Ant-Man. I thought Ant-Man 2 was good. Uh, I agree. I You saying that, I fully agree. Paul Rudd's Ant-Man is fucking useless in Ant-Man 2. Um, fucking useless. And he does nothing, and it's just there. And both, uh, the film has two villains, and it's incredible that two villains barely make up one good villain in that film, because yeah. there's the ghost character didn't give two fucks about yeah and then walton goggins his character's there because he oh no wa- and and lawrence fishburne's character yeah but he kind of dances back and forth between being good and bad and in he the end to be a villain he's a, he's a he's as much a villain as the ghost is a villain because the ghost only wants what the ghost girl wants so that she can stop phasing stop feeling the pain and stuff yeah and he wants to get what she wants so that because he feels bad because he did it, I think. I can't remember. Uh, Walton Goggins is the villain. Those two are in that grey yeah. anti But wa- But Walton Goggins is a villain. Like Again, I love Walton Goggins. I think calling back to the video game episode where I'm like, stop wasting Walton Goggins. And Ant-Man the Wasp is an example of wasting Walton Goggins because he plays businessman who wants to technology. That's I stick it. by it. Walton Goggins is a weird-looking fella, and that's he, why he can't be a lead man. I'm not saying he should be a lead man. I'm just saying utilize him well. If I woke up and had Walter Goggins' face, I'd kill myself. Fuck you. What? I, it's it's terrifying. It's a horror. He looks, he looks like a caricature. It looks like somebody drew his face. Somebody described Walter Goggins to him, and he was, all, he, all he was was a caricature drawer at a beach. And he drew Walter Goggins from the description, and then Walter Goggins sprung to life from his photo. And the character man died of a heart attack instantly. Just went, oh, God, oh, that's terrifying. And then Walter Goggins took the caricature drawer's clothes, I'm assuming a white business suit for some reason, and and continued into the sunset. I would do uh, And he's still more attractive than you are. And he's still more attractive than me. I, I, no, he's not. No, he's not. He's got, Actually, no, he's well, not. He, has, he has more money than you. He's got more money than me. He has a successful film career. Successful? I mean, he's... In quotation marks. In, I won Best Actor for... Has he won any awards? I don't think so, no. Well, then I'm a better actor than Walter Goggins. <laughs> <laughs> so bringing this back. So, yeah. So, so you, I'm your least you. favourite Thor Dark World. Thor Dark World. For me, my least favourite Ant-Man the Wasp. But in comparison, I have Thor, Do- I have Thor Dark World as my second least favourite uh, okay. Marvel movie. Because it's like, yeah, like you said, Thor Loki stuff, good. Other yep. than that. A few redeeming bits. Yeah, uh, currently. I mean, that's... Ca- it's grey. It's a very grey movie. I remember that being really grey. And then it ended, and I was like, wow, I didn't care about any of that. And that would just set up the reality yep. stone, done, yep. whatever. It happened. Yeah. So my second, my, my 20, number, number 20, 20. Uh, Incredible Hulk. Mm-hmm. I'm also curious, going forwards from these points, uh, if, if our lists are going to marry up anywhere, or if they're going to be so completely... I think when we get closer to the... If you do match up, I request that you both high 10. Deal. I'll do it. That would involve me putting the mic down, because I'm holding the mic. That's okay. Okay. Freeze frame. I'll forgive you for that. Okay, thank you. So yeah, mine was Uh, Incredible Hulk at number 20, which I feel uh, Incredible Hulk, (laughs) tough hero to do, because you want to see the Hulk smashing shit, but that's... You can only watch so much of that before you get bored. I mean, I, I could watch monsters smashing things for days but i understand the regular cinema guys don't want to just watch monsters I mean, smashing things this dances outside of the incredible hulk but still keeps us in the world of hulk which is i still can't get over that the big end boss in ang lee's hulk is that the hulk fights a cloud yeah 
It's just like, it's like, I'm sorry, what? Oh, wait, he's fight, not only to fight a cloud, it's a cloud of his father. It's like, yeah, sure, okay. Right, Thanks, actually. Ang Lee, you absolute nutter. That was weird. Yeah, yeah like the, his... the Hulk's dad in the first, in the original Hulk film that isn't MCU Hulk, for some reason, it's the Hulk's dad, like the Hulk's got some genetic thing, and that's it's only the Hulk's family that can be gamma radiationed up. And when they are, they get superpowers rather than cancer. So they get... They turn the Hulk into the Hulk. Then they get his dad in. They're like, we're going to have to Hulk you to take your son down. But what the dad gets is a, uh, absorption man's powers, which is basically, if I touch this chair, I'm now the chair. The chair and me are one and the same. So if I pick up rocks, now I'm rocks. If I get in water, now I'm water. And then... So, um, you know yeah. the actor Nick Nolte? Oh, I'm shit. aware of him. Um, imagine Nick Nolte, but as a big cloud. And then imagine <laughs> Eric Banner. And this is part of the, the MCU. Hulk. No, this, no is... this was oh, pre-MCU. Okay. Okay. Uh, also, uh, Sam Elliott was... Uh, uh, what's his the character Mr. name? Mr. Ross, man. Yeah, like, oh, General Ross. General Ross. And I'm like, the only thing that should Thunderbolt have... Thunderbolt Thaddeus yeah, Ross. The only thing that should have carried over from Angley's Hulk into the MCU was Sam Elliott being Thunderbolt Ross. Because the actor they have now... And he's still going. He's Yeah, I don't know. It's like... Weird. But yeah, Edward Norton uh, was in The Incredible Hulk, uh, which was part of the MCU. And it was Eric Banner It was in the, the original. second film after Iron Man to come out, and it has Tim Roth as... Car- not Carnage. Abomination. Uh, Abomination. And... It's, 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 it's just, just middling. It's, uh, it, they, they, were, they were still finding their footing. That's the thing. So Iron Man came out, busted ass, kicked yeah. ass, was amazing. Everyone likes Iron Man. Um... But the Incredible Hulk came out straight afterwards, and it's uh, he's a harder hero to do, and they just I, they were just struggling to figure out how to do it. I think I think that's the problem it had. I think it didn't what quite know. they were smart to do after the Incredible Hulk is be like the Hulk isn't a standalone character; he's yeah. an ensemble character because otherwise, well, because it's Banner. Banner's the standalone character, but Banner's just a puny scientist that doesn't yeah. want to get angry. Because the problem that's, with both Ang Lee's Hulk and the Incredible Hulk is they both go down the same path of the depressed, lonely Jekyll and Hyde storyline. Yeah. And it's just, it's not really fun to watch. Mm-hmm. And it's just really... Hence why the Hulk theme is like the saddest thing you'll ever hear in your life. The original like Lou Ferrigno Hulk theme. Uh, speaking of, Lou Ferrigno voiced the Hulk in, he, he has voiced the Hulk in every incarnation up until I think Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. So then Mark time, Ruffalo took over. And then Mark Ruffalo Plus, started doing it. Yeah. Lou Ferrigno had a cameo in The Incredible Hulk as a security guard. Oh yeah. There you go. See, I guess, for, and for anyone who's not aware, there was a TV show in like the what eighties. Yeah. And with Lou Ferrigno, who was a bodybuilder, would just get painted up green, and he was the Hulk. <laughs> and be the Hulk. And have a horrendous wig on. Lou Ferrigno's a... deaf. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah. Also, that's why he talked like this. And that, please don't do that voice. <laughs> <laughs> that's, 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 no, 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 no. That's how Lou Ferrigno talks. You can listen to him with a lisp. Yeah, yeah. he's got like a little lisp. In the TV show, uh, <laughs> I was quite happy Hulk that Lou and Thor fought each other. And Did you can they? find it on YouTube. Just type in like Hulk versus Thor, like 80s TV show. It's real, just real bad. It's so fun to watch. Um, so after Hulk, so that was my 20 spot. What was your 20 spot? Yours was uh, Thor the Dark World. Thor Dark World. So, so then we get to number 19. 19. Your 19 is? The Incredible Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> so they're close, actually. Yeah, we're, we're, like we're pretty... dancing around the same area. We're dancing um, around the same area. So my 19, this might be, this might be where you... Yeah. My 19, the first Thor <laughs> okay. <laughs> yep. So, my nineteen first Thor, 
it's fine. This is this is where we they, and so from this point onwards, I enjoy all of these films. So Thor onwards, you enjoy Thor them. onwards. I enjoy these films. Okay, but when you're marrying, when you're when you're when I was going through this with with the numbering system, putting a one to twenty one, you've got to put Thor up against everything that comes after it, and I think. I think pretty much everything afterwards, Thor's fine. And when it came out, it was fine. It painted a good picture of Thor. But it's pretty basic looking back at it now. Like rewatching it, it's not quite as interesting. It's not got as much going on in it. Yeah, it's just not as fun. I think with Thor, the thing was, one, at, at the time, Marvel was still... Well, the MCU was still in its infancy, so they were still trying to figure out yeah. what it was. And I feel Thor was probably the character that they thought was going to be the most difficult to do. Because, yeah. like, the Norse mythology, uh, what do you call it? Um, and and because in... in Sorry if you got a point after this, but they've got, in Asgard, in the comics... Asgard, so yeah. Everything's magic. Yeah. Like, it's full-on magic. But at Like this a point rainbow in, bridge. How do you make that... Yeah. How do you put that on screen and not make it look stupid? And in the MCU, everything is science-based. So they were trying yeah. to marry these two things oh we don't do magic in the mcu everything is everything is scientific up until recently with dr strange coming in everything had a science you know a science explanation um so they were struggling with that of oh shit if we go magic that's going to make the world too wacky so how can we ground this in realism but i think with thor it was i loved everything and Asgard, why do I keep saying words weird tonight? Or is it just me? Asgard and Arsgard. like the frost giants and like Asgard. I mean, Thanos better guard his arse. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> Thanos, put on your Asgard because that man's coming for you. <laughs> uh, yeah, like the Asgard, uh, the Asgard stuff, the frost giant stuff, like all that, and Thor and his team, like fucking wrecking shop. Mm-hmm. I loved it all. And then when they get to the Earth, the film really just kind of slows down. Yeah. And it's fun to watch Thor like throw the mug and say more and like not get, understand human things get me a heart of water it's, it's quite fun yeah but it's also just kind of like eh. and it, it focuses uh, it spends a lot of time on natalie portman yeah J- natalie jane portman something uh, jane foster jane foster so natalie portman's character jane foster eric skarsgård's character bill skarsgård bill skarsgård mm. eric in the film yeah i can't remember his last. and uh what's Dr. Kat Selvig Kat or something like that that's it selzvig it was on the subtitles in the bar yeah and then, and then, Cat Denning's character, whoever she is, I can't. I, oh, no she's idea. just fucking insufferable. As but it's she is. it spends so much time with those characters, and you're you're just going, I give me more Thor, give me more Thor, yeah, smashing shit. That, yeah, because that's the interesting <laughs> thing. It does is like it it needs to have Thor have an arc. Yeah, but to have Thor have his arc, he has to not be Thor for. Yeah, fair portion of the film. He's not. I, I mean, I guess they Just load it. Buff Australian. They load you up front with a lot of like him smashing monsters and killing frost giants. Like, yeah, it's cool. But then when it's just him as man on Earth, it's like, well, what's like? Yeah, what's going on? Uh, and they they were really shoehorning in the the Jane Foster stuff. Oh yeah. And now they've dropped it. As of Thor three, they just went. Yep, yeah, Jane Foster's not. I mean, in by the even by anymore. Age of Ultron, they were just like, yeah, Jane and I are not. She, really. She's she's away. Oh, yeah. things aren't great. And then which is kind of good 3. because with both Thor and Thor Dark World, the lack of chemistry and the lack of interesting yeah. relationship between Thor and Jane Foster and Chris Hemsworth and Portman was such a drag in those movies. Which is like, I don't care about these two. They have no chemistry. This isn't a relationship that I need to. I want more of. So that's why that's Thor. Thor for me, nineteen. 19. And I'm pretty happy with that. What's your 19? I just did 19. 
Oh, yeah. So you did. Apologies. So 18. Moving on. Uh, my 18. Yeah. Iron Man 3. Okay. Yeah, Iron yeah, Man yeah. 3. I'm not too far off. Yeah. So my... Yeah, yeah, we'll do Iron Man 3. So Iron Man 3... I mean, it's mine's higher, not much higher, but I I enjoy Iron Man three. It's more of a Tony Stark film. It's it it's is. less Iron Man. It's more Tony Stark has PTSD. I just sneezed. Uh, you you don't have. <laughs> I'm sure, everyone could probably tell that. <laughs> anyway, uh, Iron Man three is if Tony Stark was. Uh, Ethan Hunt from Mission Impossible. I feel <laughs> yeah. it's gadgets and stuff, and but not quite a full Iron Man suit. Yeah, yeah. I, it never bothered me that he was never like being Iron Man because the best thing about Iron Man is Tony Stark. Yeah. So it, it gives you He's it gives human. you all the Tony Stark you want, which is great. But for me, it's the villains are crap. I didn't like the Mandarin thing. I just really didn't enjoy. Well, it. the the Mandarin fake out. To yeah, then, I, didn't, I didn't enjoy the Mandarin to fake then out. Guy Guy Pierce, Guy Pierce being being the Mandarin, except bang, he's not actually the Mandarin. Yeah. he's now an extremist soldier, and we're not going to bother with the Mandarin. At and all. the relationship Surprise. between Tony Stark and Pepper Potts just got more and more insufferable. And uh, I, the whole ending battle thing with the hundreds of Iron Man suits, blah blah. I'm just like, oh, I see. God. I like the ending battle. The ending battle spectacle, though. It, it, it's it's pure spectacle. Watch it for the action. Um, and then when Pepper Potts falls into the fire and you know she's not dead, she comes out and then she saves the day. Enjoyed all that. But yeah, it's it's kind of got... It does struggle in, in what it's I trying mean, the to whole do. middle portion where he's just stranded in a small town yeah. uh, with, with the, the boy that you've never seen again. Uh, apparently they were going to do something with him again and one of the well, Avengers... They just gave that job to Spider-Man. No, I think Spider-Man they were going to do something either... The, this child Because you know? that actor sh- was seen on set during Endgame. So I think they're maybe going to do something more. Maybe, I don't know. But that's just... I don't know. Tony Stark paid for his uh, holiday to Jurassic World, right? Oh, yeah, he did. Uh, <laughs> him and his brother. And, uh, they his got, brother. Uh, but yeah, for me, it's like the first act of Iron Man 3 is so strong because it actually tackles the PTSD stuff. And you're mm-hmm. like, oh, like we're just going to go because Tony's he's making mistakes. He's, he's not acting like he usually does. And then the whole middle portion of the film... It just stops. It just keeps. Well, it it, it stops just kind of and it also keeps going. Yeah, for so long. And then there's that one great scene where it's him in some mansion place, just using little weird gadget things. I being Ethan Hunt and just yeah. taking out bad guys, and it's cool. And then just the rest of the film's just just a big mess of nothing and it was so convoluted and then the film ends and he goes uh, he gives up all the Iron Man stuff and he's like I'm not Iron Man anymore and then he comes back for Age of Ultron and he's just fully Iron Man again yeah. like, what was the point in Iron Man 3 he, he throws his thing into the ocean he just didn't do anything it's yeah. like I'm, I'm, I get you and it's a shame because Shane Black directed and I, I love Shane Black of Lethal Weapon f- fame and uh, what's that f- uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and that kind of stuff and uh, unfortunately, he did the most recent Predator movie, which we won't talk about. But he did the Nice Guys, with Ryan Gosling and uh, Russell Crowe. Like, like with Shane Black being aboard, you're like, oh, we're going to get some great writing, and Tony Stark is all dialogue, so it's should have been great. But it, it's just a nothing film yeah, that didn't contribute. Fell down. And I was like, ugh. So my eighteen um, is Cap One, <gasps> Captain America: The First Avenger. Oh. Got to find out what that is on my list. So and okay, so my 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 feelings in Cap One. <laughs> That's very different. So my feelings in Cap One, 
it same kind of the same that was happening with Thor and Incredible Hulk. It it it's okay, and this is again everything in this it, going from where I went. Thor one enjoyable. It's I do like these bit. films. If it was on the TV, you'd stop and watch it. Yep, but it's um, it's yeah, it it's it's fun. It does all the action stuff well. I think I just don't resonate with Captain America as a character. Oh no. Well, in Cap one, oh, because okay, yeah. because my. My other two Captain America films are way higher. That's fair, yeah. Way higher. Yeah. But Cap One, I watch it and I go, eh, mm. Red Skull's there and he's being evil for the sake of being evil. And I love the Red Skull elements, but I just, nah, the Cap, the actual Cap elements in Cap One. <laughs> like, I kind of just, nah. I like it. Uh, it's over. I feel like I'm one of the few people who likes Cap One, but that's just because Captain America is just my favourite character in the MCU oh, okay. just because of the arc that that character has over the films yeah, from yeah. the first Captain America through the Avengers through his two standalones and in, into uh, Infinity War and Endgame he's I, hella interesting I just love the arc of that character and so for me the first one it's it's the start of that arc it's the start of the, the start of the Bucky Cap uh, friendship yeah. relationship and I also enjoy that his journey isn't the minute he becomes a super soldier isn't boom he's out there Destroying the world. Yeah. It's, he becomes a super soldier, and then is just used as American Promo, propaganda, propaganda to get yeah. the troops. Kind of, and, I, and I like that story. So I think and I like that he has to work up to being Captain being America. Cap. So I think here's here's the thing. You saying that actually is just kind of sparked something in me. I think that's my problem with Cap One. I think Cap works better with the team. I think Cap is a great character with when he's in the team because he's got his morals, and sometimes the Avengers don't follow his morals. I think it's is it Captain America Two where. Black Widow, the comp, 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 compartmentalization. 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 That whole bit. Is it Winter Soldier? That's the kind of thing in that. And uh, Black Widow's, they're on that ship, and Black Widow goes to get some document. And yeah. He goes, What are you doing? And she's like, Do my job. And he's like, The job was the hostages. No, your job was the hostages. And then him going, No, but my morals, and yeah. we should have all known. All that stuff's great. And I think he works great with the team, but because. In Captain America One, he doesn't have the team. He has a different kind of team that, but a none of them are team. fleshed out apart from yeah. Bucky. Tommy Lee Jones is in that film. I mean, I the one thing I for 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 you know yeah exactly yeah Tommy no yeah, yeah but, he's in that film, but he's just he's but he there. yeah but Tommy Lee Jones is good in the film. He has he has that one great scene he, with like three scenes. Yeah, but he has that great scene where they've caught um, uh, what's his name, uh, the guy who ends up. Being like a Arnim Zola, yeah. The cap, the capture him, and he walks in with like the steak and the milk and that kind of stuff, and he just like, it's just a great. He just Tom does Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones is just that's Tommy what Lee you Jones. want from Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> yeah, he's but one of those. The actors. thing I love about the first Cap film is how great it does the relationship between Cap and Peggy Carter yeah. because it's so strong in that film that it's able to resonate continuously throughout the rest of the films, and it always has like an emotional kind of weight to it because it's so. It's done then, so well in that film. And then he starts banging her granddaughter, Sharon Carter. He gave her a wee peck in the... A wee peck. He gave her more than a wee peck. I mean, I think, I think we all know. Let's be honest. After that super soldier serum, he ain't got wee peck. <laughs> he got big peck. So that brings us on to film number 17. So I think... Here you go. This is my... I'm just going to do my 17 and 16 back to back. I should probably just say my 17 because we already talked about it. My number 17 is Thor. Okay, so. cool. So, I mean, actually, those ones, we're, we're pretty close we're kinda on. Like, they're all, yeah. The bottom of our barrels are similar. Yeah. So, and this will add to that. My 17 and 16, back to back. 17 Ant-Man 2, 16 Ant-Man. Okay. Um, we talked about Ant-Man 2. 
obviously you all hate most hated. I thought it was okay. Ant Man for me goes just ahead of that. It's saving grace is that it's a heist film, and I fucking love heist films. Yeah. And fundamentally, Ant Man is just a heist film with a superhero, and I can do that all day, every day. I like that element of the film, and I think Ant Man is better than Ant Man Two because it is focused on Ant Man and his cronies. And the comedy's there, and it works, and it's fine, and it's fun. And yeah, other than that, I have not much else more the to say about it. The reason I think Ant-Man works and Ant-Man 2 didn't work is... Because Edgar Wright was involved. Well, Edgar Wright mm. had been involved for seven or eight years. He was trying to get that Villain's film made. good in Ant-Man as well, actually. The yellow jacket. Yellow uh, jacket's yeah. sweet. Well, but that's, that's another like uh, good guy fights the guy that's similar to him. Yeah, totally. Uh, trope. But with Ant-Man... Because Edgar Wright had been working on it for so long, he he'd been working on it even before Iron Man came out or existed, uh, and then when it finally came time for him to hopefully do Ant Man, MCU were like, well, we have, well, Disney were like, well, we have this MCU now, so we need to fit what you want into what we're doing. And he's like, well, I don't want to do that. Yeah. So he jumped ship. Peyton Reed came in, a man who has no creative style whatsoever, and that's clear from Ant Man the Wasp, where that film is so lacking creativity. It's kind of sad because all the creative stuff that Edgar Wright clearly must have come up with Peyton Reed just went okay I'll take those and put them into my film because that film's got some wonderfully creative set pieces and we've all seen the Tom Tank engine thing because yeah. the trailer just showed it ad nauseum yeah 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 but that stuff the suitcase fight the the running along the gun like all that kind of stuff was so good and it was so creative and it was so much fun to watch like watching Ant-Man in the bathtub or being chased by a rat or whatever or yeah, yeah, yeah. when he's got armies of ants it was fun it was creative and I, have, I enjoyed it for that but it's U- still using the miniature elements and, and it's always it's always 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 going to be funny watching somebody do something epic when they're tiny yeah. and then smash cutting out to the room and you just see a wee toy train something fall just over. fall over that's hilarious yeah. that will it's... always be funny and I think they did a good job with the establishing of Scott Lang as a character and I wish that that had continued because after Ant-Man, that character appears in Civil War and then Ant-Man the Wasp, and in neither of as them a bit character does he well. make an impact. Yeah. But well, pro- as a bit character in his own film. <laughs> I know, that's the thing of like, <laughs> if you look at other bit characters like the Hulk or stuff like that, they're able to make an impact because they're given an impact yeah. to make, whereas he just, in both Civil War, he's obviously got that. Civil fame. War, he's nothing. He's, he just gets big because people wanted to Giant, yeah, see that in the film. But apart from that, and then in Ant-Man the Wasp, Evangeline Lilly's The Wasp does everything. He's worthless. Mm. So it's just like, he's a bit character in his own film and he's not even a good bit character. It's yeah. like, And I don't think it's Paul Rudd's fault. I think it's uh, the writing of that character. And hopefully, because of the Russos and the writing team behind Infinity War, hopefully they can do something with that character, similar with what I said. Hopefully they can do something with Captain Marvel because I feel those characters haven't gotten their, yeah. their dues yet. So you're 16. My 16 is Iron Man 2. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I A lot of people hate Iron Man 2. I like Iron Man 2. I don't think it's as bad as people think it is. Sure, Whiplash ain't a great villain, but I, I just, I went to my bird. Hammer is. A man cares. Uh, he's he's uh, Sam, Sam Rockwell. Yeah. Sam Rockwell's fantastic in that film. He needs to come back. Why I, I watched that film again fairly recently, and Rockwell, as always, does a banging performance. But one thing I picked up on this most recent watch is that Rockwell's got um, his hands have got fake tan on them. Yeah, 
and I'd never noticed it before, but it's such a brilliant little character. Because that's exactly what that character would do. Fake dick. Yeah, <laughs> he's just this, you know, veneered teeth, fake tanned. Will say whatever you, you want to hear to get his way, smoogy, schmoogy wanker. And how you know that Great. character is as good as it is, is because he goes toe to toe for one line sh- uh, ego maniac nonsense with Tony Stark, yeah. which no one else has been able to do. Like, if you put uh, Star Lord in a scene with him or you put Doctor Strange in a scene with him, Tony Stark always comes out on top because he's always got the funny one liner. Yeah. But Sam Rockwell steals a lot of scenes in that movie. <laughs> he's so he fucking he charismatically great. funny. And I was like, I love him. Yes, the ending is pretty rubbish. But I just, and I, I like the arc that Tony Stark has in that uh, film as well. With Rhodey as with, well. With Rhodey. Yeah, because Don Cheadle nice. uh, finally joins uh, at that point, And I really enjoy the dynamic between them and where Tony Stark goes in that film yeah. as well. I, I man, I'm Iron Man too. But I like Iron Man. The thing too. that upsets well, it doesn't upset me. It just uh, I find annoying is when anytime someone says Iron Man two, someone goes, "Oh, well, that's a fucking shit film." It's like, well, it isn't. It's Usually that pr- person's you. Usually that is me. Yeah, <laughs> but the thing about Iron Man two is because of how successful Iron Man was, it got rushed into production. Yeah, they were filming the majority of it with either no script or uh, like. Was it Favreau? Yeah, Favreau came back and Disney and Marvel just kind of screwed him over because they were just like, we need this film. He's like, it's not ready. And he went, well, we want it. So start making it. He's like, okay. So they would start filming scenes without a script and him and uh, Robert Downey Jr. would just kind of like improvise stuff and try and figure it out. So that that film came together at all and is anyway competent, both shows the talent of John Favreau and the enjoyment of that film, I feel. And I feel it deserves more praise than it gets. Man, I'm with you. I'm with you. So, uh, 15 then, I think. Is that where we're at, too? Have you done your... What's your oh, yeah, your 16 was Ant-Man. My 16 was Ant-Man. Uh, 15. So my 15, because I hate women, apparently, Captain Marvel. Oh, okay. Uh, like I said in our review, Captain Marvel's a middling film. It's entertaining. It's over, like, man, we, we... I'm surprised how... You know, we haven't hit exact numbers, but we are pretty close... We are, like... ...on, on a bunch yeah. of these. So, my 15 is Iron Man 3. Okay, so that's my fifteen, which we've talked about. Captain Marvel. So, like, I, my fifteen. We'll talk about Captain Marvel when it gets to my number because I feel like we've, we've talked about your numbers. A lot. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just to mix when things are we up. Talk about my numbers. <laughs> Worked out. I've seen ten of these twenty-one films. You're doing pretty good. Doing pretty yeah, good. I'm so, proud of myself. Yeah, Iron Man three was my fifteen. My fourteen was Doctor Strange. So your fourteen was Doctor Strange. My fourteen. Was my Doctor fourteen Strange. was Doctor Strange. <gasps> It happened. Bosh. That was there a high go. five right there. And that's pretty much, yeah. 40, and that's 40. the episode, everyone. Goodbye. That's what we were playing for. What we were playing for. Um, sweet. So there you go. So Doctor Strange 14. For both of us. Looks nice. Doctor Strange th- yeah, has the th- same character arc Iron Man does. Literally, it's point, point for point. Same <laughs> point origin point. movie. Um, what, what I think makes Doctor Strange... Uh, I think come that high in the list for both of us because it clearly could drop much lower than that if it wasn't for those outstanding visuals. Visuals and the fact that Doctor Strange beats the bad guy, as I think I've mentioned before, in a non-Marvel. Yeah, he doesn't so beat the bad guy. He refreshingly thinks the bad creative. guy. Yeah, great. Love all that. that. Like that final set piece where it's like you see everything happening in reverse mm-hmm. of like p- people coming out of walls because it's so cool and then he goes to what, Dormammu Dormammu and I've he, come to bargain I've come to bargain and it's just so good 
Was that the first MCU film you saw in the cinema, Audio Boy? That is correct. Although, to be oh, fair, really? I saw it. That was my first Marvel film, but I saw it in 4DX. Oh, wow. So I didn't really see it. <laughs> I felt it. I you felt, felt the movie. it. Especially the that scene right near the beginning when he first gets flung through multiple dimensions. Oh, not even before that. There's a bit at the very start where Mads Mikkelsen breaks into the library and turns oh, the page course. in a book. Yeah. And I felt like someone like slapped me in the shoulder. <laughs> what was the car crash like then? Did you just get fucking pushed out of your seat? <laughs> I don't know. I think I might have blacked out at that point. Uh, 40X, feel the not movie. Fun. I can, 40X, yeah, not feel fun. the car crash. <laughs> Yeah. If somebody spits in the film, you'll feel water on your face. Why do you genuinely do? Who wants that? Who? It was for, me as, and my boy Bruce. Seeing as you and I, in fact, all three of us wear glasses. Why would I want water on my glasses? <laughs> Why would I want that? Well, because it's three D as well, so they give you glasses on top of the glasses. Oh, that's great! So I've got so water even on glasses. Even oh, glasses. We wear glasses. Water. So yeah, uh, I was yeah I was gonna say for Doctor Strange, what's very clear is. The director, I think, is coming back to do the Doctor Strange sequel, which they've announced. Uh, I'm fine with that because he did some interesting stuff. But Doctor Strange... Is it Doctor Strange? Yeah. Too strange, you're too furious. You're in a timeout. Okay. Uh, Doctor Strange. I think Doctor Strange doesn't become the Doctor Strange we all hoped for until Infinity War. And that's, again, the Russo brothers and that writing team, they know those characters and know how to use them in exciting ways. And I feel that's... You get a a gist of it in Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. And then Infinity War comes in and he's full on. Although, I'll talk to you about that when we get to... falling for 30 minutes. I still love that scene so much. So yeah, so there we go. Doctor Strange, bang in the middle, 14. And then 13. My 13, as we've already spoken about, Ant-Man. Ant-Man, okay, cool. My 13 is Iron Man 2. Well, so yeah, so we go. So we we kind of done these. Yeah, we, so and like six, I said, so your sixteen was uh, Ant Man, and mine was Iron Man two, and hey. my thirteen is Ant Man, and yours is Iron Man two. That's funny that yeah. There you go. So <laughs> mine Iron Man two. I, I rate Iron Man two higher than Ant Man. I like Iron Man two. I, I just really think do. there's the like I said earlier, the creativity in Ant Man really brings that film plus uh, the character of uh, Ant Man as well. I really enjoyed. So then that brings us to twelve, and this is where so twelve, my twelve, Captain Marvel. I put it a little bit higher than you do. And my 12 was Captain America, the first Avenger. Okay, cool. So yeah, we can talk Captain Marvel now. So Captain Marvel, we have talked about it in, in depth in our previous Captain Marvel review episode. Which you can go check out if you'd like to. Which, if you want to get our full review, feel free to check it out. Otherwise, we we both kind of agreed on this one. It's a, it's a middling film. It's a middling film, but middling, as far as Marvel goes, means it's good. It's still entertaining. It's still entertaining. Um... Yeah, good character stuff. The, the well, Captain Marvel... Well, the Captain Marvel, Nicholas Fury... I would say, each other. As, as we said that review, it's the Nicholas Fury show. Yeah. Totally. That's his origin movie. It's a terrible Captain Marvel origin movie. Because <laughs> by the end of that film, no fucking clue who Captain Marvel is. Yeah. Which I think we're going to find out more of in... Again, yeah. The Russo brothers and that writing team, they'll use that character got a whole lot better. In, in full effect. Um, and yeah, you know what? Let's not go too much into it. You want to listen to our Captain Marvel review? Yeah. Go listen to the episode. You can find out more on that episode. So, 11... And then, also, fun fact, 11 is the bottom, this is the last one in my good category, and then I get into great after that. I mean, I think everything 10 up, I would say, is great as well. Cool. So, yeah, so my 11. I think these might actually coincide. Your, lo- your 11 is? Black Panther. And my 11 is? Black Panther. Oh, yeah, oh, Another high five. five. Damn right. <laughs> um... Oh, man, look at that. For me... Oh, I feel good now. 
I was, That's so good. But that means our top ten are the same top ten. Yeah. But where will and what ranked will they be? What ranking will they be? So yeah, Black Panther. Um, yeah, I like. You know, it's a good film. It, for, it it struggles with the fact that Black Panther fights Black Panther. They oh, their yeah. their morals and that's and that's the thing. The like the fight scene ends up being pretty dull, pretty awful because it's all the same thing over. Yeah, it's just them two battering. I mean each that other. that entire final battle fight sequence, all of it's rubbish. Yeah, it's but, uh, it's terrible CGI. It's just boring to watch. And the character stuff leading up to that, and and Michael B. Jordan's character and uh, Chadwick Boseman's character. Wanting the same thing, but having this struggle between Going the two about of them it wanting different, different things. Yeah, like, that stuff's all great. I mean, yeah, I remember sitting there watching Black Panther, and before I'd even seen it, the fucking hype train had well and truly left mm-hmm. the station and was barreling towards, this is the greatest film that's ever existed. And I'm like, okay, well, it's not, but let's see what it is. <laughs> and when watching it, I was like, holy fuck, this might be a fucking astounding piece of, like, like Marvel may actually be doing something that's yeah. above a superhero movie, and then they would just come crashing back down with those terrible, boring, unnecessary action scenes, in which I was just like, "Oh, I can't." So I think stand you mentioned this. something being very uh, Ethan Hunt from Mission Impossible. That's yeah, with the uh, Tony Stark and Iron Man three, where he's yeah. pretty much just. I felt I remember like t- talking about that. I've not watched Black Panther since the cinema, but I do remember watching Black Panther and thinking, "This film's James Bondy." There's a lot of this. It feels like the uh, whole Andy Circus stuff. Sort of the first half of the film, and and the the car scene where he's yeah. jumping yeah. on the assassin's car. That that felt like a Pierce Brosnan James I, I Bond see that, movie. Yeah. Like you know, not not necessarily in but, a bad way, but it just had that vibe. But for me, that film is Michael B. Jordan's T'Challa mm-hmm. because is it T'Challa's his name or is that no that's uh, T'Challa. T'Challa's is, the Black is Panther. Chadwick that's Chadwick Boseman. What's Oh, oh, Killmonger, that's it. Killmonger. I, I can tell his actual uh, name. Killmonger and Michael B. Jordan is that film because his story, his motivation, and what he's trying to accomplish not only makes him one of the best Marvel villains of all time, maybe the third or second best, I'd say, mm. but it was it's so morally charged and it's so current to the climate that America or and the world yeah. is facing that I was like so invested and so fascinated and for the first time ever marvel was doing political and sociological sociological it's social political commentary that mm. i was really interested to explore more starting of starting right at the beginning of the film when michael jordan goes yeah. into the museum and he's having that whole conversation about cultural appropriation and yeah you took this from from where i'm from and uh, the scene that continues, and now you're just showing it off like the two scenes that stand out to me of like when he goes to the throne room and all of the like the kind of head uh, of the different tribes are there. Yep. And then the uh, one-on-one fight scene where he's just beating the shit out of the Chala and then just spouting what his mantra is. And I was like, this is such an interesting oh, character. Shit. Yeah, that's a great This bit. is such an interesting story. I want more of this. And then the film would stop that to have a rhino charge at a guy's with a blanket shield. And I was like, fuck, no. I wanted... I just want Killmonger. Yeah. And he's got one of the most badass, like, fucking ending lines before he kicks the bucket of just, like, uh, bury me at the sea with all of my uh, other slave brethren and stuff like that. I was like, holy fuck, that is so, like, that's so amazing. But that film is held back because it has to be a superhero film as well. And second, if it didn't have to be a superhero film, I think it would be much higher on my list. second most awesome part about Black Panther is it gave us the 
best Disney princess, which is Shuri. Oh yeah, she's, she's a great character. She's so fucking fun. She's just the she's an awesome character. She knows what she wants. Fucking super instant. You know what I mean? Like minus as the, good as Iron Man. Minus the meme of her going, "What are those great character?" <laughs> but you know what's yeah. interesting about yeah. Black Panther that I just realised there? Say he never freezes. Uh, <laughs> I never freeze. <laughs> is that we've been talking about Black Panther, the movie, but not Black Panther the character? Yeah. Because Black Panther in that film, he's what maybe the eighth most interesting one because like everyone there's else, so many other good characters. There's in so that many. Film. Like you got Shuri, you have got Killmonger, you got Andy Serkis' character, you've got uh, the lady Ulysses with the spear. Claw. Yeah, Yossi's Claw, the lady with the spear. Uh, uh, the other tribe leaders, Mbaku, just like. All these people, like the relationship between uh, uh, Daniel Kaluuya's character and the the woman he's with, so much more interesting. Mm. And then somewhere in there is T'Challa, Black Panther. I'm like, I don't even, I don't give two shits about this yeah. character. Like, he's Chadwick Boseman's surprisingly uncharismatic on screen in that film. Yeah, and he he comes out more in other films. Yeah, which. I think, listeners, we're going to have to tease you into our top 10 in episode two next week. Um, So, yeah, so that's films 21 up to 11. So we've done, yeah, done 10, 11 films there. We've got a good good talk about all of them. Good bunch of pretty much everyone. But I think, yeah, if we stop it there, uh, we're going to go into the top 10, our, our top 10 lists of MCU movies. Next week, part two. Part two. Um, we Endgame. Sh- that'll probably be the whole episode. We will most likely talk about Endgame a little bit, and then the following week, we'll have a review up. We'll have a review episode of Endgame. Um, yeah. So, for all you Marvel lights, you got three whole weeks of us discussing. Hopefully, like fucking Marvel superhero films. <laughs> <laughs> if not, just. I mean, we're still doing meandering nonsense shit as well. I mean, we could end we, I mean, up. We, we, so, we're trying to sell it to you guys, but by this point, you've listened to it for an hour. Uh, if, you, if you don't like Marvel, you'll have turned this episode off. So for everyone that's stuck around, good to have you guys. You're the real fans. Here's, here's my ending question. <laughs> What's your thoughts on putting savoury food on pancakes? Um, Pancakes are a dessert food. Yeah, so no, no like bacon or eggs or... Candied bacon. I mean, when I ate meat. Candy bacon might be the most like childlike thing you've ever said to me. You've had candied bacon? No. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah, you're messing out. here is a review. No, here's a review. Here's a recipe for candied bacon. What do you want to get? I don't eat meat anymore. But what you want to get Except is. Except my dick. Streaked back bacon. Well, you're not even going to acknowledge that, are you? No, I'm going to continue with my recipe. <laughs> streaked back bacon. Now, if you prefer smoked or unsmoked, that's up to you. Then get some brown sugar. Sprinkle your brown sugar. Uh, pretty. Like, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, like a lot. Not laboriously. Liberally. Liberally. Sprinkle generously. You, generously. Sprinkle your brown sugar on your back on your bacon gent like like generously. Then you wanna put it in an oven. You wanna put that on a low ish temperature for like ten minutes. Keep an eye on it. You want your brown sugar to melt, but not crystallize. Then take it out, flip it over, more brown sugar on the other side of that. Same again. When it's done, pull it out, let it sit for about two, three minutes, and enjoy. Thank me in a review. Can I make a suggestion to that? Yeah, you can. In that moment in which you're flipping the bacon and you're getting ready to, you're you're gonna sugar the other side. Yeah, yeah. Throw a little bit of honey in there Ooh. or some maple syrup. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. What kind of beverage would you have with this uh, delight? Would you go for drink the maple syrup? 
I was going to say like a milkshake. Would you yeah. go for a milkshake? Yeah, a milkshake. Would you go for a, a carbonated go full beverage? Full on. Oh, just, just Depends treat what you're having yourself. with said candied bacon. Treat yourself. Treat yourself, girl. That's it from us. We'll be back next week with our top 10 MCU movies. Thank you so much for listening. I've been Gary Copeland. I was the wormhole maker. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. So thank you so much for listening to that uh, rambling Marvel uh, listing. Uh, if you want to get more from us, head over to our social medias. Uh, you can get us on Twitter, at MeanderingPod. Uh, get us on Instagram. Uh, it's Instagram.com uh, slash MeanderingMoviePodcast. Uh, Facebook.com slash MeanderingMoviePodcast. You can uh, send us a wee email if you want, uh, with any like topic suggestions or opinions or blah, blah, blah. That's MeanderingMoviePodcast at gmail.com. Uh, please head over to iTunes and leave us some reviews. Uh, five stars going to help us get more traction. Uh, and yeah, just generally just share the podcast, please. And thanks for listening. It's meandering movies. It's meandering movies. It's meandering movies. So won't you lend any?